This episode of Shifted marks the beginning of a two-part miniseries we've affectionately dubbed The Melson Marathon! In this first episode, we're sitting down with Mark Melson, president and CEO of the Gladney Center, to talk about what it's like to run a nonprofit. And we've actually published part two in the feed already. So after you're done here, go take a listen to part two where we talk with Mark and his wife, Jennifer, about why adoption is so special to their family. And we have a conversation with their two daughters and their perspectives on virtual learning. Okay, part one, coming up right now. Welcome back to Shifted. I'm Amy and I'm joined by my co-host, Carrie. Hi. We're glad you've joined us for this two-part Melson Marathon. We're using this first part to introduce a new segment on the podcast called Career Day. When we go into the classrooms to teach adopt ed, we've come across quite a few students who are thinking about their futures and what kind of career they want to pursue beyond high school. That got us thinking. So we are going to invite guests to Shifted to talk specifically about their careers, what they do day to day, and what kind of education path took them to where they are now. Hopefully, it will be insightful and helpful when you're weighing your options for what career you might like to pursue in the future. That's right. Who knows? You might actually find a career you didn't know even existed before now. We think it's super beneficial to hear from someone actually doing the job that you're looking into to get a real feel for what it's like. Without further ado, here's the first ever Career Day segment with Mark Melson, President and CEO of the Gladney Center for Adoption. Hey, it's Carrie popping in before we start the interview with Mark. Mark's going to talk a lot about Gladney in his interview, so we thought we might give you some background info on who and what Gladney is before we start. We realize we've mentioned it on the podcast a couple of times before, but have never taken the time to explain Gladney, its mission, and how AdoptEd fits into the organization. The Gladney Center for Adoption is a premier adoption agency with more than 130 years of history specializing in domestic infant, international, Texas foster care adoptions, and a group home for teen girls in foster care. Our mission is creating bright futures through adoption, and we believe every child deserves a loving and caring family. AdoptEd was created in 2015 by Gladney, so we are a part of this wonderful organization and its rich history that Mark now leads. Okay, I'll let him tell you the rest of the story. All right, Mark, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Sure. My name is Mark Melson. I'm the president and CEO of the Gladney Center for Adoption. I am a local Texas native, uh, married. I have three beautiful children, two biological and one who's adopted and excited to be here with you guys today. We're going to take it back to high school. I want you to put yourself in high school and what did you want to be when you grew up? You know, I kind of jumped around a lot. I, I wanted to be in a career where I was going to make a lot of money. I think it's probably a lot of people are that. I thought about being a doctor until my mother brought me down to reality that I probably wasn't smart enough to be a doctor and maybe a lawyer. And I didn't like to read that much. So that wasn't going to work. I thought about a stockbroker and all kinds of other things that dealt with money. So I was really kind of unsure, but that was my focus coming out of high school. I just got to go make money. I like that. I should have thought more like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, where did you go to school? What did you end up studying? 
Well, interesting from a local standpoint in high school, I went to Trinity High School, not too far down the road from here. So I really enjoyed that. But uh, I went away to college to Texas A&M. And then from there, I went to the University of North Texas and I ended up getting a graduate degree from there as well. I realized very quickly that uh, my focus was going to be more on business. So I I got a bachelor's of uh, business administration um, in strategic planning and a minor in, yeah, it was a minor in organizational behavior because it was a quick thing to get. And then I went and got my MBA as well. Tell us a little bit about your job. So it's evolved over the years um, since I've been with Gladney almost a little over 13 years now. Um, April Fool's Day was my anniversary. As the president and CEO, I have sort of the general oversight of the organization, kind of where we're headed as an organization, looking at today, but also looking into the future. We're blessed to have a lot of wonderful, wonderful team members who are very bright and do an outstanding job. My job is to kind of, I call it, clear the road for them a little bit to make their jobs easier and, and hopefully give some guidance and leadership on where we're headed as an organization. I report to our board of directors, so I'm actually employed by them, and they kind of help to guide us uh, as to where we're headed. Uh, but it's a, it's a fun opportunity because I get to spend a lot of time thinking about the future, thinking about where we're headed as an organization, how we can uh, help change lives of little kiddos, uh, uh, not only in this country, but around the world and take, uh, take some uh, great opportunities to go do that. Gosh, wow. So like a day in your life here at Gladney, what, what would that look like? So this past year, it's changed a little bit, I think, for all of us. But a normal day, um, I usually get here 7, 7.30 or so in the morning. Um, I, it's quiet a little bit in the morning, so I can get a lot of stuff done before things get all heated up. But my kids kind of laugh at me and joke a little bit. I'm in a lot of meetings. Seems like just back-to-back meetings all day long. Uh, it's interesting. If I don't have a, a meeting with a, a, a donor or a family or a board member or a lunch meeting with them, I usually sit at my desk and eat lunch and kind of power through for some stuff. Uh, but then seems like more meetings in the afternoon, uh, t- talking with families and our staff and, and, and donors trying to help with what we're doing. I try to get out of here before it's too terribly late in the evening. So if I get home by 6 or 6.30, then that's a pretty good day and get to spend a little time with the family. But it's, it stays busy. Uh, my calendar gets pretty full uh, as I go along each day. Lots of meetings, a lot of, a lot of people to talk to. <laughs> what would you say is your favorite part of your job? Um, my favorite part, I guess, is is kind of looking to the future planning. I've always enjoyed that. I've always enjoyed being a part of those meetings where you get to dream a little bit. What do you guys want to do? Where do we go from here? And to me, that's always been a, a, a fun part of this job. So I get to spend time with a lot of our staff sort of thinking about the future of each of our departments, of the organization, um, and then look at, as we're always trying to grow, look at key areas within the country that we'd like to grow and look at partners in those areas that we could partner with to help uh, better serve children and families. So I really like that aspect of it. I'm not a a huge reader. I'm not a huge writer. I would prefer to sit down and have a conversation with people and kind of talk about where we're going. Um, That's what's been difficult a little bit during the pandemic is so much as via Zoom and and emails and stuff and those drive-bys to talk to somebody in their office. I've been missing those, but I'm, I'm hopefully we're coming back to those days soon. Absolutely. So other than today being on our podcast, what's the coolest thing you've ever done here at Gladney? Well, that's way at the top of the list, but uh, I'd say a second way down. I've had the uh, the great fortune to get to travel a lot internationally. Gladney operates in a number of countries, and so it's been a blessing to, to get to go to work, see those operations there, meet with partners there, and, and meet a lot of the wonderful kiddos that are in those countries and see how we could better serve them through adoption. Uh, one, of the, one of the neatest trips... Um, 
was a trip that I took early on in my career to Ethiopia when we had a large program there. I spent several weeks in Ethiopia and Rwanda. And uh, it was interesting for me because growing up in America and, and kind of living the lifestyle we live here, it was really fascinating to get to see how other people on the other side of the world actually lived and how their circumstances were different than ours and still very loving, caring, beautiful people, but just they, they had a, they had a little bit different life. And it was neat for me because it forced me out of my comfort zone. I'm sort of an, a germaphobe guy and uh, to go to a country that that's not a high priority was interesting for me. And when you uh, go into an orphanage and you see a lot of beautiful little kiddos with uh, snot running down their face and they just want to hug, you mm -hmm. sort of have to put your own, uh, um, um, issues aside and, and take those hugs. So it was really a blessing to get to spend some time doing that and, and learning about ways that we could better help and, and serve those kiddos. Yeah, I've heard a lot about those Ethiopia trips from different yeah. people and mm -hmm. it just sounds like such a cool experience. Very much. Um, if you could give career advice to a high school student today, what would you say? Well, probably a lot have heard this, but I'll reiterate it. Um, if you find something you really enjoy doing, the old saying is you never work a day in your life. And that's so true. When I, when I came out of high school and came out of college again, I was sort of focused on, I want to get a job where I'm going to make a lot of money. And for some reason that was just heavy in my mind. Um, so I took different sales jobs in different areas. And what I realized, I didn't enjoy doing that that much. And turns out I wasn't very good at it. And then I didn't make much money at it. And it wasn't until I found something that I was much more passionate about. And, and for me, I, I looked internally and thought about my own core values and what's something that's passionate to me and how do I build a career out of that? And, and it fell well into serving children. I got into the nonprofit world early on in my career and I realized serving children and serving others was a real passionate part for me. That made the, the job not seem like a job. It was, it was every day was a fun adventure. So find something you enjoy doing, whatever it is, and learn how to make a career out of that. But the second thing I would share, um, being just like you in high school and then going into college, you spend a lot of time with your nose in a book and studying and trying to get ahead. Um, and as soon as you walk out of those doors, you're like, I'm done with this. I know everything. Let's just, let's just go. I have learned, and it took me a while, um, you will always need to be a learner. A lot of people, there's a concept called a learner and a knower concept. A lot of people are knowers and you've been around those people where they know, they know everything and they don't want to try new things. They don't want to step out of their comfort zone because they know it all. A learner is a person who's willing to learn what we call learning vertically. Not only how to get better at what you currently do, but how to learn new things. And it doesn't necessarily mean sticking your nose in a book. It doesn't necessarily mean, you know, watching seminars and things like that. It's learning from other people. You see a person who maybe has a little bit different mindset than yourself um, to sit down and get to know them. What makes them tick? What, what are they passionate about? That learning allows you to broaden your horizon. If you continue to do that, learning something every single day, every day becomes an adventure and you'll really, really enjoy what you're doing. Wow, he knocked that one out of the park. Last one, it's my favorite question. You talked about being, working somewhere that you're passionate about. So have you ever cried at work? <laughs> happy tears. Happy tears. Uh, yeah, happy tears, certainly. You know, I, I'm fortunate in the position that I am. I get to get up and tell Gladney's story to people who maybe don't know who we are. And our story is not the organization and our history and things like that. It's really about the families and children that we serve. And, and we see so many kiddos, unfortunately, come from real hard places. And I know a lot of us have a hard start in life. And these kiddos certainly 
have had that as well. But to get to tell their story and then to tell how a loving family came together and they joined as a family. And as you share those emotional times, it does get emotional. And uh, so, yeah, n- a number of times when I've been, had the opportunity to be on stage and and talk to a large audience, it does get emotional when you're starting to share those special, those special feelings and those special times together. But we've learned that also inspires others to want to get involved with the organization and, and they get emotional and they want to give and help and support. So it does come in handy sometimes, but yes, it does happen on occasion. If someone wanted to get more involved with Gladney, what are some of the opportunities available? A great question. We, we get asked this a lot. Um, obviously, we're always looking for adoptive parents. There are more kiddos right now in this world that need loving, caring homes than we have families for. So if those have ever considered adoption or thought about adoption, I would encourage them certainly to reach out and just start asking questions and talk about how we could do that. Um, always, families can support us financially. We are a nonprofit organization, so we always need funds to help continue our mission. But really, to be an advocate for adoption, that's such a huge piece, to tell the stories that people hear, to share more about their own adoption journey or people that they know who have adopted. Sometimes if you've never been in the adoption world, you simply don't know what, what it's all about. So the more people talk about adoption and normalize adoption within all our kiddos that are that are adopted, that certainly helps to uh, to, to carry our mission forward. And then to like and share and, and, and forward things on as people get involved with us on social media, to see those things and to like them and share them on to friends and family is a great way for us to continue to spread our message. And if somebody was facing an unplanned pregnancy, how would they go about getting in contact with Gladney and getting started with the process? Sure, sure. There's a lot of questions that come from that, and that's what our job is to hear, do is answer those questions. Uh, they can certainly go to our website, gladney.org, and they can find a lot of information that kind of starts that journey, at least answer some of those questions. They can also call 1-800-GLADNEY. We have counselors that are standing by all the time that are available just to answer questions. There's This is not a pressure. I realize with adoption, some people are confused about what their choices and options are. And we have a team that's standing by just to help answer those questions. And then if they decide that they want to move forward and look at adoption a little further, we have a team that's dedicated just to help help with that process. Wonderful. Well, we appreciate you so much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. I loved that you shared that you kind of t- shed a tear sharing stories because I think that's really important in advocacy is making sure that these are not just numbers or just, you know, people who may need our resources or services here at Gladney, but these are human beings that we get to serve every day. And so we appreciate what you do for us as an organization every day. Well said, Amy. Thank you. Okay, I know that was a little shorter than normal, but we've got a whole part two just waiting to be listened to after you finish up here. We had so much good content from this wonderful family that we had to break it into two parts, hence Melson Marathon. If you like what you heard today and want to know more about Gladney or Adopt Ed or adoption in general, remember to check out the show notes below for more information, links to our websites, and ways to follow us on social media. Also, consider following this podcast on your platform of choice. We would love to have you back for our future episodes. We always welcome your ideas for future episodes. Send us an email at shiftedgladney.org to let us know your thoughts or shoot us an episode idea. We like actually read the emails. <laughs> okay, we're done talking. Get out of here. Go listen to the next part. Here's a little teaser to get you excited for it. Hey, Noah, can you do that thing where you play something after we're done talking? Okay, okay, cool. Okay.
he called Mark dad right away. I mean, he might have been Mark for a couple days and then it was dad. I was Jennifer for a very long time. Then I was uh, Miss Jen for a while, Um, but it took 13 weeks for him to call me mama. It was hard for a while just because it was daddy and my sisters and and Miss Jen. Um, But I always, I didn't want to rush it. It, I, I knew that we would connect. I knew that eventually he would trust me. And I knew that when he did call me mama, that was going to be the true compliment and that he arrived there. So it was about 13 weeks and, um, you know, I had to earn it. He had lost trust in adults. There weren't really adults that came through. So it was going to make us any different. 